Yeah, welcome to Real Shit with Steph and Sab. How you guys doing? Louis. I'm, do- I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm good, baby. Are you, you know, fabulous? I'm good. I'm good. Just a little tired. Spirits are a little low today. Yeah, but you know what? What's good? Life is life is a a, a, a path of challenges, and and we we're just pushing on. That's you know what, what we can I say. Do. What do you say, baby? I say growing and glowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you glow, you glow a little less, but you are growing. Just because you're not glowing doesn't mean you ain't glowing. But I'm still glowing. I always mm-hmm. got highlighter on. I'm still glowing. You do, baby. You do. <laughs> what do you call it? Booty glitter. I say sometimes, if it's on his face, because I wear my highlighter and we'll touch cheeks. You got you sparkles all <laughs> over and I say you got booty glitter. You know what we, you know we touch cheeks? What? The top cheeks. Because I kiss you. Yeah. I kiss you lots. You do. All over my face. I love kissing your face. They're my cheeks. Do you like when I kiss your face? Hi, puppy. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you kissing my face. Mm-hmm. But I'll see you kiss my cheeks. All the cheeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to have to eliminate that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe how's the wedding planning going? Wedding planning, we're doing great. We're reconfirming with our, our peoples and our vendors to make sure that everybody is on board with our september wedding but we are almost done we even got the church confirmed hallelujah we have to do invitations that's like i think gonna be the biggest task getting addresses getting postages dropping them off putting these things together sure i can see that taking a little bit of time but you know like they say one task at a time one address at a time and one invitation at a time I think that's a male standpoint, but you don't see the army that's going to be behind these invitations. Hey, look, your sisters are kicking ass. Yeah. And uh, your sister, little Kendra, she's going in. She's going in. She's, she's designing in. our invitations. So, hey, we're, it's getting done. When we say DIY, we're going in. I'm doing things I never thought I would do. I bought a cricket machine. I never thought I would ever buy a cricket machine. Does it make cricket noises? No. Oh, my God. DIY stands do it yourself, by yeah. the way. Just, you know, just throwing that in We're there. We're doing our shit ourselves. You know, FYI, for your information. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're literally creating these things, these bad boys with our own two hands. Mm-hmm. That's how we create our relationship with our own two hands. We've been sculpting away for the past four years. Chiseling, 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 chiseling. Hey, baby, how long have we been dating? We've been dating. It's been a while. I mean, we've been talking forever for four years. Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. But you know what? It gets better and better every day. It sure does. We've grown a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you want to tear my head off. I think you still want to do that well, from likewise, time to time. I think the feeling gets mutual. But I think I I do, but I, I quickly just like, ah, whatever. This doesn't matter. I'm just gonna You're better at diffusing. I think I got the attitude. You do got attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It happens. Man, baby. But I found the perfect man to deal with my attitude. Because you diffuse that fire like shh. Like a fire extinguisher. Pull out the fire extinguisher. Literally. Mm. What? Do you hear that? That was my throat. (laughs) (laughs) It was being distinguished. Something's dying. But you know what, baby? You're the perfect woman. Thank you. I Mm. appreciate that. Got it, baby. You got it. So beyond um, the wedding, we're feeling pretty close. We're feeling pretty confident that it's going to get done. Yeah. On time. And we're gonna have eight, and we're also we uh, we found a house. We put the offer, and the offer got accepted. So now yep. it's just about having the loan approved. That's it. We are pre-approved, but we're waiting for the loan too. So hey, the waiting uh, um, game. We just we're just gonna keep having 
positivity. We're going to keep praying. We're going to stay. Mm-hmm. We're going to have faith that you everything know, will work out. Every morning I pray for the underwriter in my loan Bless officer. Bless those hands. Hey, just put, just sign away. <laughs> <laughs> do what you do best. <laughs> yes. You want, you want to let us borrow all that money? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We will, we will make sure we pay it back. In fact, I feel pretty confident we can pay that back within 10 or 15 years. I'm sure we could. We will. We'll bust ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of busting asses. A lot of hard work for yeah. for busting ass just means hard work. Got to put the hard work in. Make sure we do it. Hey, this is our Get fifth episode, by the way. Celebrate! Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're almost there. We're halfway to ten, baby. We've made it one every week. We've we been have. Pre- we've been consistent. We've been, we've consistent. been on it. Mm-hmm. For this, literally popping out of the womb out of quarantine, this little gemstone. Yeah. We're doing great. Hey, I guess it's time to just talk. Just you and I just talk. Hey, we do want to bring in people eventually. We're just, we're just, uh, there's just, you know, a lot going on right now. So it's it's a little tough to plan for it. But hey, you know, we, we show up and we get it done. Once things, uh, I think, calm down and chill out and we can focus more on, you know, this as yeah, yeah. A serious. Well, hey, not that it's not serious now, but a little bit more pre-planning. Yeah. Hey, baby, talking about serious things. I don't want to dwell too much on this, but what do you what do you think about the whole chaos that's happening in society right now, especially in America? The chaos. Uh, you know what? I'm down for people speaking their mind. I'm down for people all being respected. Um, I think it's a great thing. Uh, the only downfall is the the negative gets to be displayed a little bit more. Um, but I think the unity and all these people coming together for the greater good of everybody and seeing everybody as one is, is the best thing that could happen. Yeah. I mm-hmm. agree with you, baby. You know, those, you know, whatever acts uh, people have committed against any race in the past two, 300, you know, just in the, in our human race. Yeah. Our, I mean, it's been going on for ages. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians, um, you know, you think back to the slave trade, you think back. To the Indians. To the Indians. It, you know, it, it's human nature to, to fear what's not like you. And it takes some maturity and it takes a lot of love, self-love to, to look past that. But it also comes, you know, I think it comes from your, your parents. I think parents, you know, brought up children in certain ways. And sometimes, you know, there are people with some a lot of wounds and a lot of fear. And I'm not making excuses um, but right now I, I feel it. I feel my soul just a little bit down just because it's not right. It's 2020 mm-hmm. and we're still dealing with this. And like my father says, you know, there's always good people and there's always bad people, yep. no matter what color, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. But you know what? The majority of us are good, mm-hmm. whatever color you are. And I'm happy that this is being brought into light. Yeah. And I'm happy that police... There's good cops and there's bad cops. Just like there's good doctors and bad doctors. And just you. like there is good priests and bad priests. I just hate how these numbnuts get uh, glorified in a way for this. Uh, you know, like with the situation that happened with George Floyd. Just to see somebody go ahead and take a human's life like that without kind of any remorse or consideration or lack thereof of just seeing a human being, you know, scream, a grown man scream for his mom. That's just there has to be something in your yeah in yourself that is just not right it's just it's hateful it's sickening i couldn't do that to an animal let alone a person yeah. so i just don't know what the hell goes through your mind to go ahead and continue with that act but i mean 
the best thing that could happen out of the situation is that people become, you know, are woken up from it and, uh, you know, change will come. For people outside, you know, just be safe. Do, mm-hmm. you know, I, I admire and I admire the courage for people, you know, in protesting. To protest, and yeah. it, it's a great thing. Uh, but just, just be aware that the media is, you know, whether it's social media or the news or whatever, they they do focus on the negativity, the negative part of the protest. And nine times out of ten, there's usually peaceful protest. Here in the city of Reading, the other night there was a protest, and it ended very peacefully, mm-hmm. and they were in a prayer, and there was no destruction done. So, hey, just let's just be very wise as to what we are consuming in the social media, and be safe out there. You know, just just if you see something getting out of out of control, just maybe it's time to walk away and, and revisit it tomorrow. But change is happening, and I'm I, just trying to figure out where the heck people go into ruining these smaller business or even larger businesses when they ransack that Target in Minneapolis. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> where they ransack that Target in Minneapolis, I'm like, where the heck do people go? Like, where do you go from a situation that happens? you know, from George Floyd to go ahead and ransacking a target. I'm like, where the hell does that go hand in hand? It's just, like I said, there's good people and there's bad people. And mm-hmm. it's just, and you know, I think people are taking advantage of the situation. It has to be. And it's normal. It's human nature, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the color of the skin. I, I genuinely think that people just see, ooh, ooh, there's, there's chaos happening outside. Let me take advantage. Let me see what um, I can wild up. Let me mm-hmm. see how I can, if I can do something. And again, it's minority. The minority are doing this, and the media focuses heavily on the negative. So I'm even considering taking a step back from social media just for a few days because it's too much to bear. Um, what's happening right now? Um, At the end of the day, I think one of the greatest things that I've seen so far is I believe it was an image that, or like a clip art thing somebody created. These thoughts and these actions are can be changed in your own home. And from there, you spread it out forward. So first, starting your house and grow that love. People will be inspired by what you do to go ahead and keep passing that forward with peace, with treating people equal, treating people like people as they should be. And, yeah. uh, you know, slowly start it in your house and grow from there. Yeah, my father always said, if you want to change the world, you must step, you must start with your own in your own house, mm-hmm. in your own world. Let's say you want to become, uh, you want to organize the world better. Whether that's infrastructure, whether that's better taking care of our of our trash problems or you know recycling. Mm-hmm. He tells me he's like, you want to change something, do it here. Yeah, you know, make your bed every morning, take out the trash, let's consume less trash, let's use less water. Mm-hmm. You know, when you brush your teeth, be selective when you when you run the water. So you're absolutely right, baby. It's it's one of those things where it does start in the home and it does start with installing, you know, just fundamental values with your kids. I was always raised with the belief that it doesn't matter whatever you look like. Mm-hmm. We're all children of God. Treat each other with respect and dignity. Yeah. And the only thing you can really base somebody off of is their character, their work ethic. Their actions. How they treat others. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've met great people from all walks of life. And as a filmmaker, I, I get to see the world in a unique way. Yeah. I have access to, to many places and many people and cultures. And generally, people are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And instead of allowing this to divide us, this, is only, this should only be a lot 
be bringing us closer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's just, uh, let's just keep praying and let's have faith that the things Hope are going to work out. And literally, peace and love. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, like you said, baby, it, it does start in the house. I think people lack to go ahead and inform their kids or even acknowledge the fact that the way they think and feel and spread that onto their kids, how much that affects a child. Whether or not you'd like to admit it or not, whether or not you have the knowledge to realize that that goes ahead and and kind of seeps into a child's mind. Yeah. So therefore, these kids grow up to be numb nuts, some of these, and go ahead and have uh, their, their small and narrow tunnel vision onto the world, and that's not really how it goes. And they go ahead and create this, you know, this small tunnel vision and go throughout living their life like that without ever growing from it and realizing, yo, the way that I grew up wasn't necessarily the right thing, but I could grow out of this. Yeah. Some people stay in that small, small frame of mind. Yeah. I mean, baby, you said you told me earlier when we were dating, you you would tell me that you were not as calm and not as patient. You used to have a, a bad temper. You 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 tell me I just, this. I had a constant. I had a bad attitude. Yeah, a chip on your shoulder. Constantly. What that look like? What that look like? Yeah. I was just a bitch twenty four seven. I think. Oh, give me some examples. What do you mean by that? I'd say a lot of it was more so magnified. I would say maybe throughout childhood, if I didn't get my way, it would be a hassle. I was a very much a princess. Um, my relationships as well. If it was not my way, it was the highway. Literally, I would go incognito for for i think days i think i've gone weeks before yeah and the people that i were with would never challenge me in a way that would be like yeah you need to stop this childish shit um so and even the way that i guess i would be treating people it was never i mean i was always kind i don't think it's that i think more so the personal relationship with somebody seeing it one-on-one that somebody would be like hey you know you were kind of a bitch Hmm. you'd be like yes i am until you met me and i'm like well, Girl, I think that ain't gonna fly here. I think along with that, as well as um, my mom has heart failure, and so being in my early twenties and her being diagnosed, I saw the world differently, and I think me and my siblings saw it differently, um, which really impacted the way that we. I feel like we interacted with each other, and also realizing how fragile life is, mm-hmm. because my mom being the glue to our family, it was just like we didn't know what the next steps looked like or how bad it was. Uh, so, so that that trauma or that life experience kind of made you realize, oh, I can't take life for granted the way I've been doing, and, and made you reflect. I think between that and just breakups here and there, and also like having it hit home that you're realizing, like, you know, what is the kind of person that I want to be? Who would I want to date? How do I want to treat that person I want to date? Yeah. So I think after that, it was when I took like a five year hiatus. I would date people here and there, but then I met you, and you really put my ass in check (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know it's interesting because uh, i think through the first year of our relationship we really it was a big adjustment phase because we were so used to just being single single for a long time and being single for a long time you are not used to being vulnerable or you're not used to opening up or dealing with another person just just, you're you're like on an independent status you do whatever the hell you want to do on your time and i owe it to nobody and i was definitely on that grind when i met you yeah yeah and you know i think i'm guilty of that as well it's it's one of those things where anything you say or you do it's like oh that really annoys the shit out of me Mm -hmm. you know anything any i'm gonna let you know yeah i'm gonna let you know that that bothers the shit out of me Mm -hmm. um so 
you really start nitpicking and you you miscommunicate a lot i think mm-hmm. early on one of the biggest my dad told me early on when i was dating he's like one of the reasons why young couples or any couple first starting to date breaks up is because of miscommunications that's just simply the way it is because people don't understand their communication styles and that was a lot of our things is that when i said something you took it completely different as to what i intended and neither did i check to see if it made sense to you or neither did you check to see if this is what i meant yeah and that drove was nuts that was horrible for us. All right. Like, you know how people talk about honeymoon and they're like, oh, when we first dated at the butterflies and rainbows, oh, yeah, I met him so much. It was like, ours was the opposite. It got real, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. real shit real quick. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a honeymoon phase. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to run for the hills. It was terrible. I don't know. I don't know how we made it through, but it's. I'll it, tell you how we made it through. Oh, shit. Tell me, baby. Because. Well, I think our experiences to this point, nobody had challenged us in being like, no, you need to be put in check. So when we met each other, we put each other in check. So it was like, this person is unlike anything I've ever met. And I love him, but he's a pain in my ass about everything. Mm-hmm. 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 And so then I think throughout our, like something always drew us to each other. Mm, it's I think chemistry. It, it was morals, chemistry, we're connected. I wanted but to butter your biscuits. As you would say. <laughs> but yet. And you wanted to butter my biscuits, baby. I adored you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I. You mean I, you adore I me. adore you. But what? I'm saying back then, I really adored you. Okay, 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 okay. I adored the person that you were. It's just whenever things got heated and friction was, it was, it was horrible. We did not know how to talk to each other. He would say something. I would take it another way. I have a lot of attitude. And I'm like, listen, I ain't going to take your shit now. Not this week. Not next week. Mm-hmm. And it would that along with that aggression and that uh, that kind of latina like i ain't taking shit attitude yeah would also a, create yeah instead of me being empathetic and being acknowledging to the fact that you feel the way you feel i would be on the reverse i'd get on the defense right away and mm-hmm. when i like tell you what time it was it was it, it's funny because even to even today still happens but it, mm-hmm. you know it's far less in between but whenever i do express myself to stuff especially early on i would express my emotions i'll be vulnerable to her mm-hmm. And instead of her empathizing with me, yeah. she would just get defensive and throw it back at me. It's like, oh, it's your fault that you're feeling that way. Well, it's your fault that it's this and this. I'm like, whoa. Well, I'm as well as like, you because I, I feel this certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, well, f- you. I think also the difference is that you really love to be nurtured. So like whenever we have a problem, he likes to sit down and talk it through. And I personally have never had that experience where it was, like, I'm like, no, it would be attitude thrown back and forth. One of us is not going to end well. We don't talk for a few days. We continue. So in my experience with you is that it took me a while to learn how to calmly, I guess, approach situations. Mm-hmm. And us being like, you know, finally, like four years in, having more of a steady control of how we can control situations. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of it is just maturity. I just think that a lot of us, when we're dating and we're dating people, and especially when you're younger in your mid-20s or early 20s. I mean, we're already in our later 20s. We started dating at 27 or 26. Yeah, so I think we were definitely a little bit more immature for our age. But, but you know, actually not. There's people who are older and are more immature. So, yeah. It really depends on the, on, the, on the path of life that you're at. But I, I think generally it just falls on immaturity 
and just having the i guess the emotional stability to, to listen to somebody and, and empathize with them and be like okay I, I hear your point and that makes sense and you know i'm sorry if that this action my action led you to feel this way mm-hmm. you know what i'll 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 take care of it yeah you know what i got you babe i'll got you and and, and it helps you uh, one of my good friends uh mentioned uh, you know, his marriage is its a true reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a true reflection of what your pros and your negatives are. And you're going to face your negatives and you're not, you're not going to like it. So you got to have that maturity to be like, oh, I don't like that about me. You know, it's like, Eesh, I can come off really mean yeah. when I say certain things, you know, and I can. You told me that a few times that I, I come off or my words sometimes sound very mean. And I had no idea that I even came off mean. To but me, I remember- that's using my language. I remember early on you said I've been told that I can be a dick sometimes. Yeah, yeah, my good friends would tell me. I was like, what me, the yeah. hell does that? Or what? Well, there was a word to it though. There was a way that you said I was a like nice a, dick. A nice dick. <laughs> you, you could be the nice dick because I was honest with my emotions. I was straight up, but I didn't. I didn't mean harm. It was just the way I spoke. I don't you know. You were like a savage. I was very blunt. Yeah. I've always been very blunt and to the point. And sometimes, it, sometimes. Um, you know, people don't usually tell it to my face, mm-hmm. uh, but my good friend Ernest, he he told me, he's like, you know, you're like the nicest dick. I was like, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but I see his point, you know, yeah. and, and now, you know, you and I now being engaged is one of those things that we definitely face often, yeah. uh, not often, but. You know, a few times a month, I well, would say. I would, well, in the beginning, it was just like, what the hell is this guy's problem? I swear to God. And then as time went on, it's like, not that you mean to speak like that, but sometimes things come off a certain way. That's why I say, like, even to this day, whenever he says something, I'm like, delivery is everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I could I could look at her face and smile with the nicest big smile and tell her, baby, you suck. <laughs> I love you, though. No, I'm like, delivery is everything. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, give you a smile and a kiss and baby, you suck. You've never said baby, you suck. That's what I mean. I'm just saying an example. Yeah, okay. Baby, you're terrible. Yeah. You know that? You're mean. I'm trying to think of what I, <laughs> Oh, no. The one day where you said to me, you're like, you're a savage. Yeah, you're yeah. a savage, baby. Yeah. Salvaje. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, it's just it's part of life and it's part of growing up, you know. And you know, to, to bring this back a little bit, uh, it, it's part of everybody's life journey. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, you know what the hell we're talking about. Yep. Yep. You go through seasons of of really great seasons. You go through you know little rough patches here and there. You're like, I don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah. We've had. Uh, where we've always been very in love, but we would go through these patches where like, is this, is this what it's going to be like? Um, and I think it really takes you stepping outside of yourself and really realizing what does this relationship look like long term? Can I, can I put in the work to do what I have to do to make this the best relationship I could possibly have for you and for me? Yeah. I remember I even tried breaking up with you a few times mm-hmm. and you're like, hell no, you ain't breaking up with me early on. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when was that? I was like in schooling. I think, was it after Halloween? It was. It was at, that Halloween. It was. Stunt? It was at one was at the Lidditz parking lot. That the one park in Lidditz, and the other one was in the parking lot of Target. I think that was after Halloween. I even wrote you a card. Yeah, I wrote you a letter. And I was like, uh, I'm not accepting that shit. You're like, you see, you're not even sure if you want to break up with me. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! I've never experienced this. I never experienced a breakup as somebody telling me, "No, you're nuts." 
We're not going to break up. Because you would like, we would run into these small, I mean, to me, they were small. They were on like a greater scale of our relationship working out. I, I couldn't see like one argument and being done. And he would just be overloaded with emotions. Yeah. That yeah. I think you were just so overwhelmed. You didn't know what to do. And I'm like, this shit takes work. If this is you for a small little problem, imagine when shit gets big. Oh, that's funny. And I would literally. Small little problem. You're the one that gets always worked up about all the small little problems. I get, I'm a girl though. That's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. I'm saying like a girl is naturally more emotional than a guy is. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But you're absolutely right. I do think that early on, I was always 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 under the impression that relationships should flow and should come. Do you think that they should smooth. have been easy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I was in I don't know where the hell you got false that sense of belief. And yeah, I would avoid I would avoid confrontation and I would avoid conflict. I guess it's the same thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and I think that's that's what I mean by maturity and it's like and I've, I've said it a few times on this podcast is relationships take work, but I don't think even I understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. Like work means like you're going to fight and you're going to want to split up, but you're going to have to like really take a day Think about it, sleep sleep it off. And, Don't act on emotions. And really think about it and mm-hmm. see the long term, like you said. Yeah, because I remember when we would have our early discussions. I mean, I personally have been through more, I guess, mm-hmm. bigger issues in life than you, than you ever had to face. So therefore, my scale of big issues look different to yours. Yeah, they really so do. So when it came to me having a disagreement with you, it looked different. And for you having a disagreement with me, that meant that was like life altering for you. Yeah. Anything, anything small to me seemed huge to her. So that, that was one of the reasons why we would sometimes get at each other. It was mm-hmm. because my small problem to me was huge, but to you was small and minuscule that yeah. you nine times out of 10 wanted to dismiss it right away. Mm-hmm. So then that's why I've always felt like there was no empathy yeah. between, between us that I would express to you, baby, this means a lot to me. And you'd be like, whatever i'm not i'm not gonna even bother so then it would make me feel like shit because one i'm becoming vulnerable with you two i'm telling you that this this doesn't feel good to me and three you're dismissing it yeah it's like yeah it's really i think in the beginning when you really don't know these things about a person and you know as far as his life experience my life experience up until this point those what you consider small what i considered big you're really navigating your first few years of just determining where each other's boundaries are at with each topic. Yeah. And whether or not you decide to see it through, if you really work at it, which I think we're a testament to that, is that you can really grow from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I I don't know why I keep thinking back of like those symbolisms or like a sculpture with a you know, because uh, I said chiseling an ice sculpture the mm, other day. Maybe that's why I've always seen a. Vi- actually, I saw this see a, a vision, not a vision, a, a post on social media a while back where it was, uh, it was a sculpture sculpting away a couple, but it starts with the uh, just just a piece of rock and the piece of rock. It's you know, it's just a rock, and then sculpting away over time, it turns into something beautiful. I also, uh, I heard a story the other day where it said a guy was taking a hike and he came across this guy, um, you know, hammering away with the nail mm-hmm. at a big rock that was in the way of the path. So the guy is like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just going to like nail away at this rock because it's in the middle of the path. So people can get through. And then the guy, the hiker said, oh, okay, cool. Good luck. And he just dismissed it. And in his mind, he was thinking this guy's nuts. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this guy came back a week later and the guy was still there, you know, hammering it away. And the guy just thought to himself, like, 
is this guy nuts? Like, how is he going to get that rock out of the way? You know, picture like a 10-foot rock or something mm-hmm. like that. And he had a, a, you know, a small hammer. He didn't have like a jackhammer or anything like that to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, two months went by. And then the guy was still there hammering away. And then before you know it, this guy didn't have a job or what? Uh, you know, you know the one, you know those weekly hikes we take. Same thing. So he ends up coming back, and he doesn't notice him. He's like, "Oh no, he gave up." Mm. Uh, well, you know, good for him because he wasn't gonna get that shit done. But long and behold, he comes back the next day, and the rock is not there. And and the whole the whole point of the story is that he encounters him at the end and says, "Like, I really didn't believe you were gonna be able to." tear that rock apart with that little hammer mm-hmm. i mean uh yeah hammer and a little nail he's like you know little by little it gets it done mm-hmm. it's like we don't see these minuscule pr- progressions in life and, and mother nature is a big big on natural progression and natural progression to our eyes and our everyday does not seem obvious think about a stream or a river you don't see the rocks that are being carved out by the current or the water mm-hmm. you don't see it but over time over years the water carves out the rock. So that's the point you're making. It's we've carved out so much and we've gone so far that I love you every day. Wow. Oh, dang, puppy. I love you too. You like yeah, that? We've, we've literally, <laughs> we've, this year has been, I think, like such a turning point for us. We consider, like, we. 2020, vo- baby. <laughs> okay. No, 2020 for us has been f- phenomenal. As a relationship, yes. Yeah. We've literally made a huge turning point. And our, baby, our relationship is a fundamental part of our lives. Yeah. Of my life. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I mean, you're my other half. You, I spend, if not but more you're than half. you're my other half. whole. Ooh. You come whole, I come whole. No, you're my whole. See? Mm. Oh, for the love of God, <laughs> I'm not getting it. No. <laughs> you're perfect, <laughs> Anyway, Morel... Morale of today's today's uh, lesson is keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. Don't yeah, you're gonna get into arguments. That's that happens every day. One of the also one of the things is that we decided before in our relationship, whenever one of us would have an argument, we would pull out. We'd hit the high road. We'd head out. Now it's like see it through. You stay that extra. What are you looking at my hands for? I'm looking at the way you're uh, you're moving your hands. Because I'm moving like Italian. Very, very uh, you know, they don't mess with me. Yeah. We gotta get this done. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have tempers where we didn't get to have this, uh, you know, like you have that cool down period. We would leave like in an angst and we'd leave each other like restaurants. I mean, we've had horrible oh, experiences. God. Oh, it was terrible. It was such a show. It was like a soap it was opera. Shut, literally, um, it, for a while there, it was, was like fr- anytime we would go out, it was just, it was rough. It was from minuscule things, and you were just like, mm, I lost my appetite. I need to walk out. Oh, you would, be, you would be that, like that, too. Oh, baby, but uh, I you don't know. You were dramatic. Something about it just tells me that you did a lot more than I did in public. I at least kept my cool in public, but because to me, I'm I'm more so emotional that if we go through something, I cannot like say if we're at dinner and we're getting into an argument, I cannot continue. I'm like I've lost, I really lost my appetite. Yeah. I would say that he'd be like, "Don't you want to eat? Don't you want your little lobster?" And I'm like, "No, I lost it. I'll eat it at home when I enjoy my uh, little atmosphere." And that to me it was just like, okay, like this is like when the pride gets in the way of of enjoying our 
of us enjoying our evening. Yep. And I get it. We're going to go through we're going to go through arguments, but baby, we're in public and we we work hard for the money that we've earned mm-hmm. and we're going to go out and treat ourselves like let's at least have the dignity to finish oh, baby, out the we meal. Don't do that that was a that was years ago that was a oh, while baby, ago we did, we did it in valentine's day baby don't forget valentine's 2020 oh you got into an argument <laughs> i don't even remember what it was about it was stupid i forget what oh you know why i think it was the whole the whole marriage thing i, I remember i remember early 2020 this year it's like there's a few moments where people questioned what, how long we were dating and then they're wondering why we weren't married and like people, people who that even didn't even know us, they literally have met us that same day. Who was day. it that said, or what situation? Uh, one of my parents' in? friends and, and one of your family's oh, friends. Oh, that's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would just I, I would get annoyed. You know, I was I didn't show them I was annoyed, but inside I was just irked. Yeah. Because it's like, look, my dude, I just met you. You know, I don't go in and dwell into your relationship and get all the ins and outs and question yeah. why you're treating your kids the way you're treating your kids the way you're treating your wife you question your wife that is not my business yeah. and if we go to become friends okay maybe we talk about it but if you just met me for like half an hour and you're grilling me as to why I'm not married mm-hmm. and and I will admit it was a sore spot of mine because they don't know they didn't know that I was gonna come that well, it was coming and then it was a sore, oh. sore spot for me because as well as like we would talk about marriage but it wasn't like we weren't we're not one of these couples where like hey we're planning to get married within the next 10 years <laughs> it would be like Sebastian really wanted to keep it open-ended I love you. There's a future. That's what he would say. And I'm like, I want to know what the hell is going on. <laughs> the element of surprise. But I think is when people would bring it up, it's like it would light a fire up in us. You would be annoyed and I would be like, well, what the fuck is really going on? Yeah, because you'd be like, well, why are you so annoyed? Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he would get asked these questions and you would see like his face would be like, oh, God, here it comes again. I'm about to feel the wrath. Oh, it was annoying. It was really annoying. But you know what? Hey, look. We're here now, and now people ask, all right, cool, we're engaged. Wait, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you invite to the wedding? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's going to be like, maybe you're going to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, we thought about it. It's None a, you, bitch. It's in the, it's in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the timeline, for sure. But we are we are looking forward to having kids. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I'm I excited. want a bus load. We want a bus load. Yeah, we want a baseball team. Yep. You know? We want to be able to play uh, play soccer five and five. I want these kids when we go outside and we have to do work because the, the house that we're looking to have. That was basketball five and five, not soccer. I completely messed up the number. Anyways, carry on, baby. You want the basketball team? I, I got cut from the seventh grade basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> I want so that way we unleash these kids out into the yard. We don't have to do any yard work. That's what I'm aiming for free labor guys free labor <laughs> literally you don't gotta pay the lawn one's on the lawnmower the other one's beating the front bank because mm-hmm. that property's gonna mm-hmm. need help and then uh the, the ones on the dish and the dishes ones on the floors cleaning the floors Hell ones, yeah. ones in the bathrooms and ones to making the beds so the first few years are gonna look rough until we train them in but once they're trained in it's on yeah that's right you gotta train them properly yeah you gotta get them efficient you know what i'm gonna, I'm gonna show get them, them what work looks like that's right i'm gonna i'm gonna get them the jocko the jocko book about um freedom equals discipline and they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn what what uh, discipline means. Puppy, how did your childhood age. look like? Did you were you guys given chores? And oh, stuff? we were given chores from a very early age. In fact, we were very good when we were young, from like the ages of I don't know five six to mm-hmm. about sixteen. We were good. We were disciplined. We would do our chores. My parents didn't have to nag too much for us to do mm-hmm. our chores. We got it done. Now, when it came to like school stuff, maybe a little bit more 
selective as to how much energy we apply. We still got it done. But when it came to getting things done, we were on it. Really? We cleaned the dishes, the, the bathrooms, Did you guys the have floors. Saturday cleaning days? Um, it wasn't necessarily a set date, mm-hmm. but it was it was definitely a thing. It was like, all right, it's getting time to clean the bathroom. All right, whose turn? All right, let's do it. Is that why you don't want to clean the bathroom now? I really don't care. I just got lazy for a little bit. But uh, You told me straight up, you're like, I don't clean bathrooms. That is not true. You, you literally told me that. You said, I'll do the dishes, but you're like, I don't do bathrooms. Hey, look, it was just, it was one of those things I was just being pet fever. No, I, I just want to make be, sure that. I was that... just being picky, but I'll, you know, I, I don't really care. I'll do it. Oh. Especially if it's our home. It's yeah. like, what you know, you got to put work into it. You got to put love into it. So we'll oh, get it done. that's fabulous. We'll get it done. You know? Oh, what a relief off my shoulders. I can rub your shoulders later too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. These, these things take work. Uh, along with us being fiancés, I've been watching. I had never... Fiancés? Meaning engaged? We're fiancés. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you're fiancé. Oh, fiancé. Yeah, and so am I. Okay. I know that some people have probably watched the show, and I'm I'm way late to the game, but 90 Day Fiancé. This is crazy We're close. Shit. We're pretty close. We're about 90 days. I'm talking about the show. Mm, we should have been on the show. Show, you're not from any show them how it's done you're living here this and is like you you got to be like cross-country no no i thought it was international international yeah because country means cross, like new it, york to, to another country co- okay oh, okay <laughs> cross to another Continental, country baby yeah international i'm way late to the game but i'm only catching up on this past season I just finished the last episode of the season yesterday. You've been oh, hooked on these dating shit. shows, baby. I don't know I don't, what it is about dating shows, but you've been on it for the past I love three that. months. I love it. You're you're a sucker for drama. Well, I just, I think the the reality aspect, I know like some of this shit's fabricated, but like Big Ed from this season, I can't help but feel for that man. Mm. I just want him to be loved. I'm freaking Rose. Me. Me. Send him a letter. Oh, what do you mean? Write what? I don't know. You you deserve love, my friend. It's just I you am see that he re- love. He really wants to be loved. He doesn't have the opportunity. Also, this guy's fifty five. He was with like a twenty two year old, and she wants babies. Like, well, they give her babies at fifty five. Guys can put up sperm for a while. Yeah, but you need to think when that child's ten, he's sixty five. Twenty so? seventy five. At least he at least he made her happy, and at least he got a kid out of that. What's wrong with that? You he know, already had a 30-year-old daughter. All right. She well, wasn't taking a shit either. Hey, look. Life is short. I'm just, these, these stories are crazy. Seize and, the day. And what people go through to date and find the love of their life is like, you know, luckily we got to find each other in person. But for those that get to a certain extent in life and you don't have the opportunity to find the love of your life or that it hasn't presented itself, you know, in a, in a certain amount of years and you kind of... I guess find yourself in these wild situations of talking to somebody maybe like in another country and these people will take a risk for love. Yeah, I met people that have met their partner online and then they, they travel and they meet and they get married. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle did it. My uh-huh. uncle did it. He, he found his love and, you know, they had a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't been the easiest relationship, but, you know, they worked through it. I also met a, um, a makeup artist a long time ago. And I think she did the same thing. I think she found somebody on, on, in the States. I think she was Russian. And she ended up falling. You know. 
there was another guy on the stories. I forget what the heck his name is. I don't know if it was David or something like that. This guy has to be above 60. He's been talking to a lady for seven years, has wired her over $100,000, has oh, gone yeah. to Ukraine four oh, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I saw those episodes. Never met her. Yet on the fifth time that she, I guess like on his fourth time, he said he was done. He's going to hire a private investigator to find her, yeah. see what the hell's going on. He goes back to America. I guess she gets back in communication and says, you know, hey, I really like you. Can you come back? He ends up going back and he finally meets her. He freaking proposed to her last night. <gasps> yeah. And this girl is like, I think she's Ukrainian. Yeah. She's Ukrainian, Ukrainian. They do not speak the same language. They use a translator on the phone to oh. talk to each other. And you see him, he's all weird. And he's like, oh, baby, I love you. And you can just see, like, there's, like, a little sign of disgust on her face. She's, like, 27. This guy's old as balls. She- balls aren't old if, you're, if they're pa- young. Hi, pa- you know. Carry on. <laughs> he's just scraggly. Like, there's no way in hell he's competing with, like, a 27-year-old. And he's like, oh, baby, I loved you so much. And she's, they, don't, they don't speak the same language. They don't know each other. There's, there's nothing deep about it. Yet well, she drops him off at the airport, and she's about to turn around. And he's like, Lana, I don't want to leave, baby. I love you so much. And she turns around, and he's down on one knee. I'm like, what the frick? She's like, yes, I love you, David. <laughs> it's crazy what people do when they're infatuated. Bad shit nuts. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I think, honestly generally speaking life is is made up of 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 certain expectations or certain desires Mm -hmm. and one of those desires in in life is falling in love or whatever you want to classify it as or finding the love of your life Mm -hmm. that is probably a, a huge aspect of every human being is finding the spouse finding their partner you know mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things that it's we got to be very careful we could be very very uh very choosy would you, you know? online date i think if i was still single till today and i haven't had found a good um you know person person i, I would be open to the idea for sure really but there's but only now if you're asking me this now and if i was single for sure i, I would be open to it what would you be on tinder bumble i would be on e-harmony probably in something more more on the long the lines of quality like not not quality but substance so not, I, couldn't, I couldn't find you on tinder then not to say that tinder wouldn't have offered a that potential i've had um, couples that have gotten they've gotten engaged from tinder so maybe um uh, maybe it's just my ignorance speaking but yeah i'm open to it i would i would be totally be open to it if i were still single today i would be like yo either something's fucked up with me or or i'll have just haven't found the right person um but there's nothing like finding somebody in person Mm -hmm. there's there's something special about crossing paths with that person and and really and really engaging with them i've had instances in the past where i have you know met a person through instagram or something like that and it has i've always thought to myself at the end of the day i'm like whenever i thought of finding my life partner there was something about meeting my person in person, mm-hmm. like knowing you're at the right place, right time. Like me and Valerie were talking about this yesterday, my sister, we we're like how we met in the club. It started out with her. My sister was out with her friend, Svieta. Her sister ended up being at building 24. So her sister, Svieta's sister invited her out. They went to building 24, but had that not happened that night, we probably never would have gone to building 24. 
I, we had no business up building 24. Yeah, because it, it was a hike for you guys. It was 30 minutes oh, away. It was one hell of a hike. And then, you know, they ended up having a good time. They had a banging ass time one night. And then the following weekend, my sister came home. Like, we had never been clubbing before. And my sister said, she was like, oh, my God, you guys are going to love it. We need to go out next week. And so then we were like, at this point, all of us were single. We're like, hell, let's start going out, I guess. I'm like, yeah. I think I was like 25, 24, 25. That was the first time I had ever actually been in a club. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then as time went on, we would see Sebastian there photographing Mm -hmm. and he's dancing and grinding away. (laughs) And we'd be like, oh yeah, him. And it wasn't until, you know, so many months afterwards where we actually started talking. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think speaking of social media and we did do a lot of our talking through social media because we, we met face to face, but we did message each other through Instagram for a while before we, and then we went on our first date, you know? Well, cause when we came home from the club, or when I came home from the club after meeting you that one time, you're like, what's your Instagram handle? And so then I gave it to him. Then when I woke up at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. that day, I see all these little likes and comments from Sebas Nieves. And I'm mm. like, oh, shit. Yeah. The club photographer going ham on my IG. Hey, what do you mean to say? I liked your work. <laughs> yeah, that's what mm-hmm. you said. I liked your work. So like, then right. you had messaged me. You're like, oh, beautiful work. Oh, if you'd mm. love to go on a hike sometime. And I said, well, hell. Well, didn't we, did it, we did a little bit of uh, talking before. We'd we like talked that whole week. Yeah, yeah. We, we were. talked like literally for a full week. And then that following Saturday, you asked me to go to Noldi. We could literally print out a book of how many messages we've exchanged. And these, these messages. These were like books. These messages weren't like sentences or paragraphs. These were like. You would scroll like three or four times. 750 pages. I mean, 750 what? words per text. Just per, per text. We were having some deep thought out conversations via via texting. Yeah. Um, so, hey, look. And here we are having, <laughs> having beautiful conversations through this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of uh, conversations and podcasts, you know, one of the things that this quarantine and and you know the, the the whole the whole social issues happening right now. One one of the things that I really miss is working, baby. You do. I miss working. I know you do. You love to work. I love to work, and this has allowed me to really focus my attention within, and has really allowed me to focus. You know, there's been little good things like our marriage and and, and planning the wedding, and starting this podcast, and you know, uh, buying a house. There's been a lot of good things that have come out of this, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's been a challenge staying positive and staying optimistic. But look, like everybody, like you, your family, my family, our friends out there, it's it's important that during these times, especially in our community, on our local neighborhoods, let's just stay positive. You know, let's let's really let's really balance out our emotions. Mm-hmm. Let's not act. Let's think first, and let's really get along with one another. And let's take this time to really reflect on what's important and that's just enjoy life take it for what it is you know we're technically still in, in quarantine up until june 5th yeah um so things are, are starting to look going yellow baby things are starting to look good so just you know just enjoy this time that we do have left because pretty soon before knowing things are going to get better but you i know, mean as sad as as sad as it is and as shocking as it was you know for us to be in a pandemic and being quarantined and you're subjected to your house and whatnot out of it came a lot of beauty because, you know, it was going to be a big year for you and 2020 was going to be my biggest year yet. So the fact that we did get engaged and time slowed down for us really allowed to 
for us to put our attention towards what really mattered for this season. And you know what? 2021, we'll kick ass. Hey, babe, we're kicking ass right now. You I know? mean, like the next full year. The This year was, you know, we got to do our thing. We got to get married. We've lived through the season of being engaged and really engulfed in it. Babe, we're not even halfway there. Yeah, we are. Okay, maybe a little bit. Homeboy, we're about halfway. We're halfway. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's crazy to think how quickly this year has flown. But like, I guess, I guess what I really want to get to is like, don't forget to to smell the the flowers along the smell path. Smell the roses. Smell all the pollen out there. I know oh, it's God, crazy. Give me it's allergies. Po- pollination season. Um, you know, don't forget to uh, spend time with your with your loved ones or your families and go on hikes. Um, Use this time to really self-reflect and and grow within. And life is too short and life is too beautiful. And I think we have to do our part. And I have to do my part in, in spreading a little bit of that that light that I do have within. And and spread that love with you and, and my family and my brother or, or whoever. And, and, I, and I think it's a true testament to see how much you can endure and how much you can adapt. Mm-hmm. So... You know what? Let's 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 get out there and 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 spread love and uh, you know smile a little bit more to the neighbor, or wave your hand a little bit more. Depends what kind of neighbor you got. Hey, even if they're mean, wave because oh they'll gosh. they'll most likely wave not wave back. You know, and I'm thinking of concrete feet. Yeah, what's that? My neighbor. Oh, 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 yeah, but baby, you know, she seems like a nice girl. I'm sure she doesn't know that you're that she's uh, stomping away. She's 24/7. stomping away. I think she has no idea that her feet are causing so much disturbance <laughs> upon your peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if anybody lives in an apartment lifestyle, they know what what it feels like. Hey, Ricardo Arjona, he's a oh. Latin, he's a Latin, Amer- uh, Latin American superstar. He's a well, very well known guy in the music industry, especially in Latin America. He song he he has a song about El Quinto Piso. And the Quinto Piso, he calls it her the ballerina upstairs. And it basically means uh, this girl, he, he could hear her and dancing away at her ballerina and working her techniques. But he was just using that as a, as a technique, as a poetic way of saying she was just loud upstairs. Yeah, well, I don't enjoy it. No, but maybe listen to the song. I think you've played it for me before and I still can't seem to resonate with Shrek upstairs. Well, maybe uh, maybe she should sign your uh, she should sign your poster of Shrek. Well, I don't have much time there left, so. All right, baby. Well. Blessings. Blessings, blessings. <laughs> hey, baby, send send us send us away with some positivity. So we want you to take this week, go ahead, spend some time with family. It's a beautiful weather, you know, gloomy or not. It's nice and nice and chill. Take the time to just get to have some QT time. Sit outside, drink some wine. We're gonna have some cheese after this. You know, uh, get to have some good conversations and and really just nurse those relationships that mean most to you. And just remember, if you, if we're looking to make change, and we are, started in your house. It starts first. in your house, and it starts with your neighbor, those immediate people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, cook a meal for somebody. You know, when you see somebody hurt or something, you know, don't be afraid to ask for. Uh, a, be- a beautiful thing to inspire people is to you just do you, be the best that you can possibly be. P. P? (laughs) (laughs) B. Be the best person you can possibly be. And people will be inspired by that. You never have to force anything on anybody else to go ahead and make them think a certain way. People do that for themselves. But when you see a person be positive and speak love and act in love, that, that is contagious. 
That's and right. uh, I think that's the best way to go ahead and be inspired um, in ways to treat others and apply that to your life. Amen, baby. Beautiful said. <laughs> Thank you for that, baby. You're welcome. All right, guys. Have a great, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Check, check, mic. Mic, check, 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 check. Check, 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 one, two. Check. T, 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 ta, ta, ta. Obviously, they, E, O. Las vocales de Peru. I forget the vocals in Spanish. Yeah. What are the vocals, baby? Vocals? You mean vowels? <laughs> Not your sister. Yeah, but vowels. E. A E I O. A A I E O. Los vocales de Peru. What are the vowels, baby? A E I O. A E I O U. I O U. I O U. I think so. I don't know what to tell you. I just guess. I love you. No. Yeah. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> It's a little cheesy in here. Mm, I feel esteem. Oh my gosh. I, feel I like said he... cheesy. That has nothing to do with esteem. I think it's just steamy. It's gay. Steamy. Esteemy. Yeah. Cheesy. A little juicy. Big old cheese. Mm, like some brie. Like some gouda. Mm, like some sharp cheddar. Some sharp cheddar. I love sharp cheddar. With a little honey. When was the last time we even have cheese dips? Mm, tonight sounds like a cheese time. Really? And Bino. And some wine. Maybe we should head back to your place. After all this. After all this commotion. Only if we got to watch The Hunting Hill. Hell no. I'm not watching that, baby. I can't We're sleep. watching I, Hunting Hill. I can't sleep when I watch Hunting Hill. I can't sleep either, but when you're there, I sleep fine. Oh, I'm happy you sleep fine when I'm there. But baby, I, I just get a little, a little angsty when I watch that show. It just okay. disturbs my mind. Okay. I get nervous. We'll watch something else then. What should we watch? I'll watch you. <laughs>